0: Hey guys, and welcome to another edition of Wise Words with Stan. Hope you're all having a great, productive week so far. Happy Friday. Um, Today I'll be having George and Isabel joining me on the show as we discuss being single during lockdown. Um, So anyone that is single listening to this podcast today, we discuss ways we can find love during this lockdown period, period. And also we'll be talking about the topic, well, could be... I should say we will be continuing the topic of discussing the lockdown and if lockdown is really a good thing, and if not, what needs to change. And also we'll be discussing the jab um, and if it's really 100% effective and if it's really safe. So all those topics will be addressed in today's podcast. So sit back and enjoy. Hey, good man, yourself?
1: Yeah, I'm okay.
0: I heard you went for an operation.
1: Yeah, I had um, I had some kidney stones removed, but they couldn't get rid of one of them, so I have to go back another, like, five to six weeks. So I've just been recovering the last couple of days, so...
0: How are you feeling now?
1: Oh, it's still a bit sore. Um, it does take a bit of time for it to heal, Um. Because they've left um, stents inside of me to just to flush everything out and make sure that there's no bacteria, no sort of blockages or or anything like that. So. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. As long as you're doing okay, man. Um, yeah, I'm okay. Yeah. Wanted to ask you, how's lockdown been treating you? <laughs>
1: um. Well, I mean, it's probably been a good thing because I haven't been at work recently because of. The way I've been feeling the last few few days and the last week, so um, I've just been at home doing nothing. Um, TV, Disney Plus, Netflix,
0: Netflix and chill,
1: YouTube, yeah. <laughs> YouTube and that's so. yeah.
0: a uh, nice man, nice man. Good way, good 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 ways to pass the time, isn't
1: it? Yeah, pretty yeah. much, yeah.
0: Oh, someone else has joined. Isabelle
1: Isabelle's is
2: Hello. Hi. Good, how are you?
0: Yeah, good. Good. How's Lockdown been treating you?
2: Uh pretty good, pretty good, you know, um Working in childcare, you really see the numbers drop. I've been having less and less children attending the service, but what can you do unfortunately when people are in lockdown and unfortunately not all families are in the predicament like me where I can still work and some families don't work. So, you know, what can you do?
0: Yeah. Can I tell you, this week I've only had like six or seven kids in my class all uh, No, <laughs> no, I've like...
2: had I've had no more than four. It's been In like my so class, quiet. it's so quiet.
0: Yeah. And, like, I guess it's a good thing because you have time to clean your storeroom and clean the classroom and all that stuff. But there's only so much you can do. You
2: know? <laughs> I wish. I wish. You know, the rules is one to five in my room. I'm by myself. So, not, I don't have that much time. The only time I really get to do anything is when the kids are asleep. And even then, it's like... I'm about to do something and then next thing you know, someone walks in and goes, hey, Isabel, it's your lunch break. And then I come back and the kids are awake. It's like, well, there goes that time.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. It's kind of of a slow day when you have less kids, I guess, because, you know, you have a lot of children. It keeps you busy and time flies, but when you have less kids, you know.
2: Not really. I mean, but then again, this week I was starting at 10 o'clock. So, But for me, the day went a lot quicker because I had less kids
0: yeah yeah um yeah anyways, guys, I wanted to talk about the topic um being single during lockdown oh no no uh, my, not in my <laughs> case sorry single, you know. gate crashing <laughs> but you you could relate to this if you were i guess yeah yeah I, I
2: i really do sympathize with all the single people that would be going through this tough time at the moment, yeah
0: I guess I mean it's a two week lockdown since so it's, it shouldn't be a big deal unless they extend it. Hopefully, not gonna do Oh, sure, it. sure, sure, don't <laughs> jinx it, please. But, like, especially last year, you know, from March to how long did lockdown go for last year? It... Oh,
1: like three, four months, yeah, from something March like that. Yeah,
2: like
0: June or something, wasn't it?
2: Yeah,
1: it was yeah, a
0: big it one. And, and during lockdown, especially for singles, both males and females, going out and meeting people is, is hard. Um, so I know online dating is a solution, but is it always an effective strategy? Do you think, George?
1: Uh, I think it can be to to a point, but it's not the um, desired one that I like using, Because I feel like meeting someone face-to-face, you kind of get the vibe of how the other person's feeling and sort of getting to know them like on the spot rather than, okay, like you can see from a photo or a couple of videos on social medias or anything like that. So, yeah, that's probably where I sort of see it. Isabel, you actually met John through
0: online dating.
2: Yeah, and I was very fortunate that actually, um, together for just yeah, we were coming up towards our year anniversary when we went into lockdown. So we were very fortunate that we would we managed to, you know, get together and um, meet up and date for a year before we were hitting into lockdown. And um, I heard it was, it was really hard, it, it, it's really hard when. You you try and give online dating a go and, you know, lockdown comes around so it's like, you know, you can't exactly meet that person, you know. So I I feel sorry for a lot of those people that were trying to meet somebody for the first time or, you know, maybe for that second or third date because it was going well so well and next thing you know, hey, lockdown, you can't see them. It's like, oh, what can you do?
0: Yeah, I know. Have it affected you and John this week being in lockdown? Uh,
2: um no it hasn't really because um one of the exceptions cuz John and I did look into it apparently couples are allowed to see each other like for like for compassionate reasons so like if I went to John's house it's fine if he came over to my house it's fine apparently according to what I looked at yeah. um yeah, so like tomorrow we're we're gonna go for a walk around the bay rung here in in um in like five dock area, so that's our way of seeing each other, which is exercising, and then we're gonna go to um just to Kmart just so I can get some things for for work, but um otherwise, if that was if that rule was not in place, I wouldn't be able to see John for two weeks.
0: Yeah, that's right, that's right. So it's good that they've let that go in a sense. Um, yeah, yeah, so Isabel, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, maybe you are, mm-hmm. but a while ago, George, myself, and Brandon, um, we used to go to these single events.
2: Oh, so, yeah, I remember.
0: We, oh, so I, th- yeah, I think you're aware of it, yeah. So we used yeah. to go to these speed dating events, these trivia, sing trivia, single night events, and I. To be honest, it kind of helped me a lot because before that, you know, meeting new, meeting women for me was a big thing. Like speaking to women that I haven't met, strangers. Like because I get I, I get very nervous, and mm. going to going to these events, it's kind of helped me gain more self confidence, and in in a way, I think it's helped you as well, hasn't it, George? in a sense?
1: Oh, I think any, any, any opportunity to go to any kind of events or, or gatherings of that nature does help to some point, but at the end of the day, you're the one that's got to put yourself out there. You can't just go to the events and then hide yourself in the corner and not be seen or, so it's more up to you in terms of, like, you know, you go to these places but put yourself out there kind of thing and just, Tell them how you, you know, how you see yourself, like what you want in a partner or a relationship or anything like that. So,
0: mm.
1: um, Isabel, when you're when you're single,
0: hmm? and you you and you when you used to go out and meet new guys, what 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 would you look for in a guy?
2: Um. Man, I changed. I changed a lot since like school and that. So like in school, I was always like, "Oh, I really want someone with like you know the typical like you know I want someone with six pack who's smart." But <laughs> yeah. as I grew up, I was like, "No, you know what? Like, there's going to be people out there who are really really nice, and I can't just rely on physical looks. I have to go for like personality and all that." So I was then more towards like personality. You know, are they funny? Are they sweet? Are they um? You know, they are who they say they are. They're not like, you know, they're one one facing you one way, but then turn like, you know, like the whole two face approach where they're nice to you one minute, but then they could turn on you. Where it's like that's not the person that you are. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. So, yeah, something like that. Like I just want like honesty and truth as well. Like if you're, you're honest, yeah. then I'm happy because I i don't I'm, I'm not a fan of like people who like. Lie or play like play games and like try and trick you. Like I don't have time for that rubbish.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, hundred percent. I see your point there, George. What would your ideal woman be besides a Greek woman?
1: <laughs> oh, definitely not Jackie O. Um, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um, just ah, oh, just someone that um is respectful, family orientated. Um, kind, you know, th- doesn't really take themselves too seriously and and yeah, I' probably come and copy my mother to to a point, but not everything about her, yeah,
0: um, like what qualities would you like her to have?
1: I don't know, just yeah, like caring doesn't take themselves too seriously, um, yeah, doesn't mind a little bit of sport, doesn't have to like. Love sport or anything like that, but just has like an interest, or you know, if I if she wants to go to a game like here and there, like she can come, she doesn't have to be like a full nutcase case like me or go every weekend kind of thing. But you know, um, yeah, that's probably where I
0: like you want someone to have like somewhat similar interests,
1: yeah, like sim- in not not too similar, but. Sim- similar enough that it's not too opposite, but not too similar. Yeah. yeah. Like, she can introduce me to stuff that, like, I would have never thought, then I can introduce her to stuff that she may be, be interested, interested in and go from there.
0: Yeah, that's right. Would, would When dating someone, um, in your opinion, do you, do you have to be, like, somewhat physically attracted to that person or it's not a bit all
1: I, not... I think I think there has to be an aspect of physical attraction or physical connection yeah but ultimately i think it comes down to the person's traits their beliefs what they've been through in the past how they've learned from the past and what's made them a better person and sort of you know change their ways in terms of Looking for that right person, or meeting that right person, kind of thing. That's the way I look at it.
0: Yeah, no, that's a good point. For you, Isabel, when you when you were now um um when when you when you were dating John and stuff, like to, um to you, did he have to be somewhat attractive in order for you to like him, or not necessarily?
2: Um. To me I I always I when I saw John's profile I, I really had that instant attraction to him I guess you could say because then again I was going based upon pictures and from what he wrote and on his profile and that really caught my attention um yeah like there's got to be some like physical attraction like you know what I mean like every person's different like if I just dated John physically, like what I said back when I was in high school where I was like, I have to be, you know, six pack when I was a kid, then, you know, you would know that that John and I wouldn't have been together because I worked straight for the physical attraction. But then again, I think it's good to have some physical attraction, but bear in mind, like physically, people can change. You know what I mean? Like we can work together to achieve that goal. I'm not expecting... John to obviously of course you know be in you know have you know be ripped by a certain time frame that's up to him as long as he's happy and he's healthy then I'm happy you know Um, yeah I think that's another thing too I think if people went straight for just physical attraction then you know no not everyone's gonna find somebody and it's it's like you know there could be someone who isn't as you know, as slim as another person, but that person could just be so such a nice person. But because a because a, a, a because a woman or a man is is more attracted to the physical aspect, not the personality aspect, then that person misses out, which is really sad because you didn't give that person a chance.
0: That's right. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's a hundred percent true. Um. Yeah. No. It, you make a good point. Do you think the common way to meet people now these days is meeting people through friends?
1: Uh
2: I think so. I still think that the good old fashioned, you know, you meet somebody through somebody, it can still happen. Um, whether it works out or not, you know, it just to it just depends. You know, like like I, like I said before in the previous podcast, I gave online day ago because i was just like you know what are you going to do for the rest of your life you know you don't really go out as much you don't really you're too busy doing too busy studying you don't go out as much with your friends because they're busy and it's like well what do you do so i i gave online day ago because i thought you know but even then it's like i didn't have much hope for it so you know there goes that there goes that um but I think it's a mixture of both online dating and um, still face-to-face contact. It can happen, but maybe in the future eventually it might die out because, you know, sometimes when you meet a friend of a friend, it just doesn't work out, which is fine. And maybe you might meet somebody online because even though they're in a different suburb away from you, you know, you have that attraction. And had you not tried online dating, you might have never met that person.
0: Yeah. I want to ask you guys a question a question because this has been playing on my mind for quite a bit. Do you think um, women are more reluctant when they speak to a guy through Tinder or Hinge or Bumble or whatever? When it comes yes. to the point where they have to meet that person, they're more reluctant to want to go out and meet them rather than guys who are just all for it and say, yeah, yeah, I'm going to go for it. Let's do it. Like girls, you know, they, they have – like, yeah, they're more reluctant. I
1: don't think think they're reluctant. I think girls are just more cautious online.
0: Oh,
1: yeah, I I was. I think it's more of a cautious kind of factor, whereas I think guys will always take that extra step to be like, um, "No, I'm going to try my best to try and seal a deal with someone and go from there. Whereas Whereas I think with girls, yeah, sure enough, they have the dating apps or dating websites and that, but Um, I still feel like they would be better in a face to face social environment, you know, with their group of girlfriends or whatever. But usually, half time the girlfriends that they are with, they tend to, you know, I wouldn't use a phrase, but they tend to sort of like cock block a lot of guys, especially like, you know, if a friend doesn't like someone, not just because a friend doesn't like. That particular guy doesn't mean she shouldn't talk, be able to talk to him, kind of thing. And that's where I don't agree with it. I don't agree with it to a point because, you know, I'm sure enough girls go out there to meet guys as well. You know, if they obviously wanted to find someone. And, you know, I've applied for like first dates on Child Seven, you know, like even Married at First Sight. Well. <laughs> oh, you applied to
0: Married at First Sight,
1: did you? Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought you know, give it a go.
0: Yeah, why
1: not? Yeah. Kind of thing. So, um, yeah. but apart from that, yeah, that's yeah. yeah. Uh, I I
0: agree with you in that way. Like, I feel like if if you're chatting up a woman at a bar or whatever, and that friend is with that person, um, like at the end of the day. Um, the chick that you're trying to you know, find common ground with, or like, you know, try and build something with they, at the end of the day they want that friend's opinion and that friend could have a total different opinion of what their opinion is of that of that person and like you said, you know that I'm not saying everyone but I'm saying some women, you know, will you know, would rely on their choice based off a friend. And I think that is wrong. What do you think about this, Isabel?
2: Well, um, it's funny because before I met John, I was very close to two of my co-workers when I was still at my other job, at my other centre. And, um, even they were like, you know, they'll give him their two cents about John and everything. And they were like, you know, if if he ditches you or when you meet him, you know, he will have us to face with, you know what I mean? It's just, it's just protective, you know what I mean? Like even with John, like we, John asked me to meet him, I think after, I think about a week. I think it was about a week after we started talking. And my dad, I I said to dad, I said, my dad, what do you think? should I meet him this week? And he goes, look, you just started talking. Let's leave it for next week. It's to you. Then he's a good, then that's good. If he doesn't, then maybe maybe if he doesn't, it doesn't show that he respects you because he won't bend to you. So I said to John, Oh, can we push it for next week? And he said, yeah, no problem. And even they came with, came with me to, um, when I met John at the city, it's, no, because, like, my friends were unavailable and I didn't really want to get my female colleagues involved as well. But I thought, no, i got my mum and dad here, you know. I'll get them to be there because, like, they can be my quick getaway if, um you know, if John wasn't who he said he was. Because even John, I was a bit nervous. Like, I was really hoping that he was who he was because you don't know, like, the, he, John could have been – Someone that he wasn't like that show catfish and whatnot. Like you yeah. don't know. Like we don't know. And plus, not that. Like it's during the daytime. Like there was one guy I remember I was talking to. Not we didn't actually meet up or anything, but we were just talking. And he kept on insisting that I meet him at a bar at, at nighttime. And you know, if if I went by myself. Who knows what could have happened? Um, so I think it's just the cautiousness and just making sure that we're safe. That's why we're a little bit
0: because like, women want to feel protected at all times.
2: Yeah, but I think also um, maybe I, I agree with what you saying about the whole um, having the girlfriends say, "Oh, this guy's not nice" and whatnot. But like, you don't know him. Like, you didn't even give him a chance. Like, give him a chance.
0: That's right, right. Uh, and I think it's good to give everyone a chance. You know, as long as you're in a public setting and you're meeting someone, I think that's okay. Exactly. You know, if it's not, you know, if they want to meet you, like, in a park or something, that's when you start to question that, but if it's, like, in a public restaurant or in a shopping centre or whatnot, then I guess that's, you know, it's all right. I think it's good to let your guard down a little bit in that sense.
2: Yeah, but like, look, I can't really comment because I never, I, did, I, I had this happened to me once, and I was, I just had broken up with my ex, and my best friend and I went out, and there was like these two guys trying to hit on us, and we're like, no, like I was like, no, I'm not having any of it. I didn't want to be anywhere near a guy. I wanted nothing to do with guys because I had just broken up with my ex, and my best friend. I just needed someone to talk to, someone to drink with, because I was like. I need to get him out of my head. And um, I had these guys trying to hit on us, but we were like, no, we're not having any of it. But if I was in a better head state of mind and I might have given them a bit of a chalk, but I don't know if I would have gone ahead with anything else, but you know what I mean? But um, I think with, like, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, like I'm sure you guys try to talk to girls and you would always, you might have someone like, say to that girl, you know, no, don't do it, and then you guys miss your chance. You know what I mean?
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know exactly what you mean there, and it can be tough. It can be tough. Yeah. it's It's just about believing, like, knowing deep down, you know, if you like that person and you want to pursue something with that person, then you shouldn't have other people influencing you and telling you otherwise and stuff. But, yeah, yeah.
2: I think influence to a certain degree. Like, (laughs) you know, if, like, for example, if the girl's mum and dad was having their bit of two cents, as long as it's not to the point where it's, like, it's not good for the relationship, then, you know, like, it's mum and dad should have some feedback, but, like, friends and that shouldn't be that too... Influential, you know what I mean like it's good that they have their, their two cents in, into it, but don't let your friends influence you you know have take their advice, take your parents' advice and then you make the decision because at the end of the day, if this person is gonna be the one for you, it's up to you to make the decision because at the end of the day it's up to you.
0: Yeah, that's right that's right. Now guys, I wanted to change the topic a little bit I think, um, because we've covered this topic now. Um I I I had John on my podcast the other day. Um and we'll speak in a little bit about the Pfizer vaccine and the AstraZeneca vaccine. And you know, there's all this political debate and opinion about the AstraZeneca, you know, being like is a risk for people um under age, like under the age of forty or whatever um, what like what's your I'm gonna start with you. What's your opinion on the astrazeneca vaccine and the
1: Pfizer vaccine? Well, like my mum just got fully vaccinated today, her second dose, so she's been fully vaccinated now. Yeah. Um, oh, the you know, well, astrazeneca, because oh. she's over sixty. Okay, yeah, yeah. So um, like my mum's kind of been pushing me to get the Pfizer one, but like, I mean, at the end of the day. Um, when you take any kind of flu shot, flu vaccine, do they report on how many people have got blood clots from that? No, they don't do that. But because it's COVID related, they're like, oh, because it was, you know, they've obviously had to push forward um, a vaccine of some sort in a quicker time than obviously what previous vaccines had in the past. Um, you are got to remember, Pfizer's not made in Australia, it's made in America. Yeah. So by the time they ship it over to here, um, AstraZeneca is obviously made in Australia. Um, apparently, there's another one as well being possibly made in the UK from memory. I can't exactly remember. Yeah. Um, but that's about 93, 94% um, effective as well. And at the end of the day, um, you know, we need to stop doing these lockdowns because. It's not good for the economy, for, for, for the Australian economy. And um, you can't just stop it every two or three months. Um, that's why I think with what Scott Morrison's kind of announced today, I think it's it's pretty good in terms of saying, well, lockdown's are only going to be a last resort situation. Um, you look at Singapore now, they're treating it like basically it's a common flu for them now. Um, they're not going to be reporting any case case numbers. Um and they won't do any more lockdowns. Um, and If people get hospitalised, then so be it. Um, they just have to treat it like a common flu. So I think. So do you well, feel
0: like Australia need to have that approach going forward? Well, yeah,
1: that's what they have to. You, you can't just, oh, you got a fear of the fear of the of the COVID virus. Yeah, sure enough, it's it, it is possibly scary if you do get it. Because I've seen people, you know, that they're good one day, then two days later they're. like they've been hit by a car, but that's what viruses do to you. So, you know, when they say, oh, like some aged care residents or older people don't want to get it and they're already sort of on their last, um, you know, years or whatever from passing, it's like, well, you might as well just get it because it may prolong your life a little bit longer. You know, you've lived your life kind of thing. And I know just a a lot of people... Yeah, they're just being super negative, and some of the, the chief medical officers, especially in Queensland, she's, she's an absolute idiot. I don't understand how she's going to become governor of Queensland once she's finished up her role as the chief medical officer, because she's not running the state. It's for the premiers, but that's the way our country works, because provinces don't really have a say on how the states are run because of when federation happened. Yeah, but I, think, but I think something does need to be changed post sort of the COVID phase four to have the national, like to have for the federal government have a bit more sane input on how certain things are done and what decisions are made that's outside or should be moved away from the premier because some of them are just too power hungry. I um, mean, look yeah. at Perth, uh, they've had a three, four day lockdown they had a three-day lockdown for no reason a couple of cases why the only reason why they did it is because they knew that their health system over there is not as good as New South Wales contact tracing in New South Wales is a lot better than the other states in Australia possibly in the world Yeah. so hopefully the next few days these cases are coming down which it looks like they should be um, and hopefully we maybe can have some form of opening you know yeah. On Friday, even if it's something small, um, it doesn't even have to be clubs or pubs or anything like that, but just allowing small businesses, more businesses open because if 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 New South Wales does, goes into more lockdown further than what we are at the moment, Australian economy goes down. Goes down one hundred
0: percent. So I think, well, I think that's why Scott Morrison had a, a cabinet meeting, emergency cabinet meeting
1: today because.
0: You know, he yeah. knows that lockdown is ruining our economy. I agree, Especially small businesses.
1: Because his budget, that him and Freidenberg pretty much put together, was reliant on having no lockdowns and the the state's managing the COVID response effectively. And you know, you can't have lockdowns all the time because of a few cases, and if they can't identify, well. Obviously, the states need to pull their socks up or people need to finally wake up to themselves and go, you know what, these premiers aren't doing the job. We need to change it. But the problem is, Palaszczuk won the election um, at the end of last year. Then um, McGowan won the election in Perth because mm. of... because of um, Well, I think he's got an election coming up this year and, and all that. So they, these premiers are just so fear, um, fear driven to the public that, all right, a handful of cases and it's like, oh, please lock down. But no, it's not going to work like that. You need to manage it well, manage it in the areas that are exposed, like how we deal with the Northern beaches to a point. But if you look at Eastern Sydney, like Eastern suburbs of Sydney, a lot of people from the West travel to the Eastern suburbs because you just want to go for a drive, but I want to go and see, you know, a favorite hangout or food or whatever it is. So that's probably why we had to be in a lockdown in terms of where we are. But maybe they could have responded a lot more sooner, probably. But at the end of the day, Gladys did her best to try and keep everything open with how long yeah. she was for it. And she wasn't locked. Lockdown was her last resort, which which is Scott Morrison's pretty much last, which is his mentality as well.
0: Yeah. And so. I kind of I kind of like Gladys' approach, you know, like only if we have to then go into lockdown, you know. like She had a good way of, a good approach to it. But yeah, Isabel, Isabel I want to ask you a two-part question. Mm-hmm. Um, one, would you take, uh, the AstraZeneca now is available for everyone would you take the AstraZeneca A- and two um, wh- what do you think about the lockdown
2: well honestly I'm not getting the AstraZeneca I'd rather wait for Pfizer just because um even been, I've been hearing about the whole like blood clot risking and whatnot and look Um my dad's had blood clots and I don't know if that's hereditary or not, so I'm a little bit nervous about that. Plus, I'm on medication that that could might actually cause a risk. Also, um with AstraZeneca and Pfizer, I'm still a bit I'm a little bit worried because, like like George was saying, these vaccines were just rushed out. There was no proper testing, like normal vaccines. Who knows what the side effects are? Like today it's blood clots, but in like I don't know. They say five years' time. It turns out it's actually another side effect that we didn't pick up five years ago. You don't know. So I rather take the risk with Pfizer because um, my dad actually spoke to my doctor and he asked about me. And my doctor even said at the moment he doesn't see me rushing out to get it because the risk and the benefits are if I get COVID, I might be able to survive compared to, say, someone who's over 50 who might be need to go to hospital because they they caught it. However, in saying that, um, I'm no anti-vaxxer. I'm no conspiracist. i rather wait my turn for Pfizer. Um, I'm just not too sure if, if, if AstraZeneca go at the moment. It just just doesn't feel right to me. Um,
0: Yeah.
2: In terms of lockdown, look, personally, um, I agree with George to a certain degree. We still do need them to a certain degree because, well, yes, it's not good for the economy, but at the same time, if we don't do it, who's going to run the economy? Because at the end of the day, we've got all these people catching it and then they go around spreading it. And then people like me who are unvaccinated, I, if I get it, I'm, I'm really not knowing passing on to my family. And then, uh, you know, I'm going to lose some of my family members because I didn't know. And I don't want that. So it's kind of one of those damned if you do damned, if you don't, because at the same time, lockdowns is not good for small businesses and you know, it hurts when you see these businesses and people come up saying, you know, if, you know, if we, if we lock down one more time, that's it. We're we're going to, we have to close up shop. It really hurts. But at the same time, it's like, well, we're trying to protect you because if you get it, we don't know whether you're going to be able to cope with it or not. So, you know, it's, what do you do in these cases? So, but also lockdown also restricts movement because like those people in the eastern suburbs, if I was still working in the eastern suburbs, I'm traveling from the inner west to the eastern suburbs and then it's a hotspot, you know, I wouldn't be able to work. That's some of the things, thank goodness, I'm actually now at a different center because of what's been happening with, with COVID. It's just so unpredictable. And like, and the thing is like this this these um this like all viruses they mutate and we've got right now one of the what what the mutate the one that's very contagious so you know we need these lockdowns to restrict it from bouncing off anymore because then we don't spread it to like the rural areas because the rural areas don't have a lot of doctor facilities, and to get the vaccine to them might be a little bit more difficult for them. So we have to have no choice but to do it, whether we like it or not.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, um, so like, if the if the um, if the government. Wants to like have lockdown as a last resort. What do you think they should put in place instead, George?
1: Well, I think what Scott Morrison was more saying is that they're not looking at how many people do get it. They're looking at people who are going to hospital and ICU units um, as a measure of quota for a lockdown. So they could have you know like a, like a hundred cases a day, for example. But only have yeah. one or two people go to hospital or in ICU. So yeah, all right. You, that's obviously once a lot of the um, a lot of the population is vaccinated, um, whether it be state based or Australia based. But the only reason what he was saying in terms of a lockdown would be, um, I don't know what the threshold would be. But say, for instance you know, people in hospital would be rising up for 50 to 70, 80, 90, 100, like per day, then a lockdown would be sufficient. Like you, what you would see in, in the UK during like the early stage of the pandemic and obviously in America, um, that's probably when the lockdown would be used. Um, but if it's just, okay, you've got, you know, like 30 cases or 25 cases a day, but you look at how many people have been hospitalised out of that percentage, it's only zero point zero 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 one of their of those people going into hospital then just be like okay cool like you've you've got covid but you're not going to hospital for it it'll take you a week or two to recover from it. That's essentially what yeah.
0: they're at planning on doing. Okay. That's an interesting strategy.
1: Yeah. Well because I think you look at Singapore like um Singapore's government's but generally, trying to do that kind of strategy as well. So, it's not necessarily okay. We report cases. It's more on the basis of how many people are going to hospital, how many people are in ICU, and being treated, and possibly deaths. That's where the threshold may be met in order to meet um the 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 lockdown measure. But yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Do you agree with that, Isabel?
2: Well, I do to a certain degree because not yeah, it's true, not everyone will obviously die of COVID. However, there have been people that have been coming out saying they are suffering from long-term effects of COVID, like shortness of breath and um, a few other complications as well, I've heard. Um, I even was watching one YouTuber one day and he caught it and he said, at first I didn't think much of it and then, when he went to the hospital, he was actually in ICU and a person next to him, unfortunately passed away and he got cured. Like he got cured, but like he managed to get over it, but he goes, I'm still living with the side effects of, I can't breathe properly. You know, I used to be able to do a flight of steps. Now, if I do a flight of steps, I have to stop and take a breath because it's so hard for me. So, there's another thing too. Is that well, yes, people might not be essentially dying from it. It's also the fact that these there's going to be people who are going to be living with the side effects of it, and you don't know until you get it yourself. To be honest, it's literally you're playing devil's advocate. It's either be you either you, if you get it, you either go in the grave, you either suffer the, the consequences, or you might walk away and go, you know what, nothing happened. So it just depends.
0: Yeah. No, that that is true that is true um yeah do you guys think the lockdown will be extended like uh, the the numbers are still relatively going up i would say at, at this point like you know you'd think you'd think they'll start to go down but um yeah we're not too sure do you think they'll extend the lockdown george
1: um possibly possibly, maybe by another week but um, the way that Gladys kind of explained it today was basically um, the last cases that they're reporting is basically the last day or two before lockdown had happened so she said that in the next two to three days that's where we're going to see the numbers possibly drop Um, and that's what she's hoping but um she's very confident in terms of where the numbers are at the moment because she initially thought it would be a lot more than what it, what it is. And to be honest with you, I probably felt the same way. I thought it would always be, you know, 50, 60 cases average per day, but there's sort of only been about, you know, between 20 to 30 per day, which has been relatively okay. Um But again, like even my mum going to Woolworths like the last couple of days, they haven't had someone at the front the front of the store to ensure that people were sanitising their hands or scanning the QR code. Now, mm. at the end of the day, Woolworths or Coles or um, these supermarkets or even just normal shops, if they're not doing it, um, and if someone goes in there with obviously COVID symptoms or... Um, he's detected with COVID and did attend and they didn't do a QR code or um, whatever, then that's going to obviously push it back even further um, with more contact tracing, you know. Um, but I, I, I still feel like the two weeks is, an, is going to be enough, but if she does extend it, it'll probably peak for an extra week. I don't think it'll be anything longer than a week.
0: Yeah, that's true. What do you think, Isabel? Do you think they'll extend it? I
2: think maybe, maybe, like George said, I agree, maybe for a while a week, because it just depends on what people have been doing because, like, you know, they say that, that some people have been asymptomatic, so if those people who have COVID but don't show symptoms and they go out on the street and you don't know and you walk past it, then, you know, that's when the cases go up, because... Like I haven't been watching the program, obviously, because I've been working. But um, every now and then, on my break, um, I have I always look to see what's been going on, and I'm seeing like the cases at the moment are it's a bit of a coaster, it's up and down at the moment.
1: So yeah, I well, don't that's know. what that's what Gladys was saying, like in the the other day, there was eighteen, but then the next day it was like twenty eight, twenty nine. Yeah, today it was thirty, but. What she explained based off what Dr. Carrie Chan had said too, is that it was just basically like the, the last couple of days or last day before they made the decision to do lockdown because um, they're just basically mopping up any additional um, venues that someone had attended. That's why even though these venues have been closed for seven days now, mm-hmm. um, essentially – they're still trying to get mop up, you know, the last few people that they may have come into contact with. So yeah, but it also depends too on the... the people
2: because you got to think about it. Like, um, when I when I had to do the COVID test last year because I caught in sick, but I, I knew it was just a common cold. But my yeah. boss, my, my boss at the time, said to me, "No, you had to do the test." I had to wait. Um, until the next day and late in the afternoon before I found out that it was negative, right? So, but she was calling me and saying, you know, has it got back yet? Has it got back yet? And that's the thing because I knew I was going to be negative, right? I could have easily just walked to the shops and whatever. But what if I was wrong? You know what I mean, and I think that's the thing too, because it's it's all about trusting the people. And if the people do the right thing, if they get told you're a close contact and you stay home, then of course that's yeah. obviously going to help us get our lockdown quicker. But if you've got like people who go, oh, I know it's it's probably not it's probably not COVID, it's probably just a common cold, and they go out in the street not knowing that actually, yeah, they actually were positive, then that screws up everything. Or, like I said before, the asymptomatic people who unknowingly had COVID and, you know, it's not their fault, and then they go out like, they're, they're like the normal day and the next thing you know, it turns out actually, yeah, I we did have COVID, but we didn't know about it. It's like, well, that's how we're not going to get out of this lockdown because we all need to work together. We need to... Well, Stay Glaze, home and do and do those yeah. tests and whatnot. And hopefully those people that were in the lockdowns, hopefully we managed to catch it and hopefully we can get out of this together.
1: Well, that's what Glaz was saying and and Kerry Chan was saying today. Um, the transition now is not from um, venues like hairdressers or, or pubs yeah. or clubs. Now it's in shopping centres. Like, to me, how can you justify Big W or Kmart as an essential service?
2: Yeah, that's true. I am going like, to come like, back tomorrow. So yeah, that
1: yeah, like, like, yeah. is like, like, true. Like for me, for me, essential service is uh petrol stations, Woolworths, Coles, Aldi, um, and you know any maybe any butcher butchers as well possibly pharmacies like pharmacies and all that. Pharmacies and all that, which is fine. Um, obviously your GP, you know, hospital, whatever the case may be, but I can't justify someone that opens in there and they only sell, like, stuff at home, like, uh, like you know, there's, like, candle shops and stuff like that. Oh, it's yeah. So That's not essential.
2: Hey, on my way to work on Monday, I think it was, Monday? Yeah, I think Monday it was, yeah, um, when we were in lockdown. I drove, to, my dad drove me to work, and on my way to work, near where I work, um, the car wash place was open. It's like... I don't yeah. recall car wash um, services being essential. Like, you know, is it really that essential for you to have your car wash? You know what I mean? Like, I could understand like stores like Office Works being open because you know people work from home. Fair enough. But like, when you've got stores that are like florists or like clothes shops, unless they unless the clothes shop is selling specifically like professional work clothes. There's no need for that store to be open. You know what I mean? Like, for example, like I don't understand a few companies, like like just jeans, for example. There's no need for just jeans to be open because obviously Correct. there's no need for it. No one's gonna wear jeans to work even like, in...
1: even like Rebel Sports. Some of their stores are some of their stores are closed. Like some of them are closed, but I know there's a handful that are still open. Uh, even Peter Wynn's store at Para, like, is open. How yeah, I'm but like, like, why
2: is that? Like, no one's like, gonna go how to the, is the it gym. Open? You know, I mean, yeah, unless you want to exercise, like, fair enough. But, like, otherwise I would just, if I want to exercise, I would even wear some jeans. Like, I wouldn't, like, like, I wouldn't be wearing, you know, I wouldn't be worried about going to go to the activewear store to get exercise gear to then work out at home. Like, I could work out in bloody shorts and whatnot. You know what I mean?
0: Has the government made it clear what is an essential service? Have they like made a list? The,
1: the, they've 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 categorized what is essential services, but there are also like little um I guess oh, how can I explain it? There's like little um. I, I don't know. Like how to sub it.
2: subcategories. Yeah, Categories, like yeah.
1: You basically say that you can remain open. Like I understand, like electronic shops, like JB Hi-Fi, or some point. Like if some of their stores are open or mostly closed or um, those kind of stores. But but the thing is, it would only be like as I said, petrol. Um, mm. you know. Coals, Woolies, Aldi. That's it. Yeah. They're the only ones that should be open. Food stores, chemists. All right. If you cut your grass and your lawnmower goes out or whatever, I don't expect them to be open because they're not, that's not essential. No,
0: yeah.
2: Yeah, that's that's true. Because, like, I can understand, like, if people work because people working from home, like certain stores, like JB, I agree. You know, maybe someone's computer or something's happened and they need to duck out and get it. Fair enough, but like, but yeah, not everything should be open, like florists and and stuff like that. Like, there's no need.
1: I think I think the florists may be open, but you'd have to ring only possibly for funerals. But usually, that's organised with like the funeral parlours.
2: I think so. I'm not too sure. The last time I went so, to a funeral the- it was like uh, was one of my great uncles, and my auntie did did everything. So I'm not too sure about that one.
1: Yeah, no, but I'm just saying. Usually, that would only be the reason why they would be open if there is like any funerals.
0: When it when it comes to funerals, um, do you think it's fair to put a cap lock on how
1: well many- the well happen? at the moment? It's a hundred.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I
1: didn't know that. Yeah, it's a it's hundred for a funerals. Oh, okay.
0: Oh, that's good then. That's Which good. Yeah, is,
1: yeah. like, fair enough, but, like, it's a lot better than what it was before when it was only, like, ten people or five people. That was it. So Yeah, I,
2: I had a co-worker whose um, family passed away, and, and they had been to do a, um, a visual feed of the funeral, because... Um, the capping was like, what was it, tenant last year? So she couldn't attend. So they had to like stream it for her.
0: What's the cap? with weddings.
1: It's banned. Um, well, at the moment, weddings are banned. Oh, okay. The last weddings maybe... were last Sunday. Yeah. Because Gladys was like, you know, people have already paid for them, they're reorganizing stuff. So she's like, look, Sunday at midnight, that's the last of the. Of the weddings and a lot of them I think finished around eleven because by the time you know the stuff you know cleaned everything up and whatever it was before the lockdown so which I, I which i g- gave it credit for because a lot of people a lot of the premiers would have just been like no nah, not going ahead, not going ahead so yeah,
0: yeah no that's true. Uh, well, guys, um, thank you both for coming on and talking about this important topic. I, I think it's good to, you know, talk about these important issues. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess, yeah, thanks for coming on, guys.
1: No, Very thank you.
0: Um, yeah, hopefully this lockdown goes by quickly and things can resume back to normal before we know it.
2: He's hoping. All right.
1: Take care, guys. Be safe. Be
2: safe. Bye.